Apple has done a major update to its popular MacBook Air laptop, and we got our hands on one. Is the MacBook Air reaching new heights, or does it leave us yearning for the old Air? Stay tuned and find out on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Robin Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple revealed the new MacBook Air at WWDC in June, and the company started taking orders last week. The uh, laptop should start arriving to customers at the end of this week, but Jason Cross has had one for the past few days, and he wrote a review on Macworld.com, so we thought today we'd talk about the new MacBook Air and take a break from shopping on Amazon. (laughs) <laughs> as we're recording this we're like it's in the middle of the prime day it's, yeah, it's, stuff and that's just a huge hassle <laughs> thankfully the, the embargo wasn't Tuesday or else it would have been lost amongst like 30 deal posts about Amazon stuff. yeah and it would have ruined my weekend even more there's a lot to talk about, uh, so maybe I'm just going to ask uh, Jason, what's the first thing that comes to mind with the new MacBook Air? I think the thing that everyone's going to recognize first is the new design. Like it's This is the first change to the actual profile of the machine since 2010. Like 2010, they did that second aluminum unibody. That's when it got that wedge shape. You know, before that, it, it had tapered edges, but it the that was the original. And then the the update, it was like a single unibody aluminum with like a wedge shape. And it's had that shape since 2010. Like in 2018, they did the update where the 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 bezels around this it, the display became retina, and the bezels around it were black. Right. And then they Slightly changed. Smaller. What's that? Slightly smaller at the time, but but not anywhere near what it is now. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. The bezels really didn't change hardly at all <laughs> back then, but they were black, and then and this display became Retina, and they switched out the like USB A ports for USB C, um, and got rid of the charging port, the MagSafe, and that was 2018, and it's been that way since 2018. But it it still looked the same, besides the bezels being black. It was the same shape and everything. This is a different shape. This is the shape of the current. New MacBook Pros, the 14 and 16 inch MacBook Pro, flat edges with a really curved corners on the, not corners, the edge that goes around the bottom is, is very nicely curved, but the, the rest of it's flat, it's even front to back. The lid is a little bit thicker. So I think that's the thing everyone's going to notice right away. In the pictures, it looks like a, a Pro. It looks, it it looks like the, you someone tell it's an air. It's like someone took the 14-inch MacBook Pro. It's a little bit smaller in dimensions, but you yeah. wouldn't notice, and just squished it skinnier. Right, and that's that's what it looks like. Um, it doesn't have as many ports as the Pros. Um, still, two, three, U- two USB-C ports on the side well, with Thunderbolt. As the 13-inch Pro, right? yes, except it's got MagSafe now. It's got the MagSafe yeah, charger right. there, so but you it's, it's keeps it free. That- I, you know, just looking at the pictures and, and what you showed us, that it's interesting that Apple decided to really just kind of do away with the MacBook Air's character. Like it was. Yes, it was that. It was ta- that laptop that was that. That, yeah. that wedge taper thing was what it was about, and it's not that anymore. Colors are a little different. They still have silver and space gray, but they got rid of gold, and they added the starlight and midnight 
that you see on the iPhones and the Apple Watches now. Uh, and they look the same as they do on the iPhones and Apple Watches, which is um, Starlight's very like a bright silver with a little hint of gold to it. And Midnight is uh, like a very dark gray with a little hint of blue to it. Uh, Midnight's going to fly off the shelves. It's already the one most back ordered. I don't know how Apple didn't realize that we need to make 80% of them this color because <laughs> like everyone wants a black MacBook. Like they need to, it's not black. It's almost, it's dark gray, but it's as close as they're going to get. Everyone's going to want it. <laughs> get like make them all this color. So uh, they don't, I don't know why they, they seem to be surprised that everybody wants this color. Space gray is not very dark gray. It never has been on, on the MacBooks. And yeah, it's not like it yeah, is on the, some of the iPhones where space gray is the, really the, dark. The original space gray was like very dark. And when it went, by the time it reached the MacBooks, it got lighter. And you're, you're right. It's just, you know, kind of gray. Yeah, there's there, somebody made a chart of like all the different space grays. There's so many of them. And there's, yeah, it's like 14 <laughs> different shades that Apple all calls space gray. And it's quite a right. bit of difference. So that's that's the thing people will notice most immediately. Like this is in in it's been more than a decade since Apple has changed the shape of the MacBook Air. It is different now, and like you said, it has lost its uniquely MacBook Air character, with the exception of that it, it's being thin and light. Um, it is not bigger than the old MacBook Air. Um, it's like the same exact width. It's it's like a fraction of an inch deeper and. Its thickness is thinner than the thickest part of the old MacBook Air and much thicker than the tiny tapered edge part. Um, but the total volume is less. It doesn't feel like less. When you hold it in your hand, it feels like kind of the same, maybe a little bit thicker because it doesn't have that – it's not wedge-shaped. But it feels really good. The, the old Air had that wedge shape kind of dug into your hand and everything. And this – if you've ever held the new MacBook Pros – that bottom curve, that feels really good. Like when you're holding it in your hand and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Uh, can it can it fit in an inter-office uh, manila? <laughs> I, I, I don't have one handy, but I'm I'm certain it could because... I know who uses those anymore. It's How do you give your wife messages? <laughs> I, she probably has manila envelopes, actually. But, um, but yeah, it'll, it would fit in a manila envelope. It's still 12 inches across and it's like... A tenth of an inch deeper, so it's yeah, the, it, right. it would fit. Um, yeah, uh, when you open it up, it's immediately di- noticeable that the screen is different. It's got thinner bezel. It's it's like the pro screens, thinner bezels with the curved corners. Uh, the um, there's a notch for the webcam, and just like the pros. The notch pretty well disappears. Like when that came out, everybody was making like all these dark menu bars to hide it and all this other stuff. But I think Roman, I think you said this too. Like you could do all this, but honestly, if you're not just sitting here looking at screenshots and stuff, if you're sitting there using the computer, it, it disappears pretty fast. You just stop noticing it. It, it yeah, doesn't don't notice it, especially if you've been using an iPhone for all this time. It's, and it's even more so on the on the MacBook because it's it's up where the um, the menu bar is, and you mm-hmm. don't really go up there more often unless you're looking for something in the menu. Right. And my menu bar is rarely so packed that 
the menu items cut into the middle. That was the one issue was that if you had the right zoom factor on your screen and you had enough menu items in your app, then it would dig into the notch. And that could technically still happen, but that's pretty rare. Now there's all these like utilities and stuff to do stuff around the notch or with the notch or whatever, but it's there um, and it adds extra space. It's does not the area below the notch is 16 by 10 and it's 2560 by 1600 resolution, just like the old air. And then it adds 64 more pixels above that for the notch and the menu bar. So you're really gaining space. I was surprised when I got the 14 inch pro um, at, at how much I didn't notice the notch, like really not at all. I, I, yeah. I thought it would be somewhat distracting when I'm looking, but not, not in the slightest. It's just not a big deal. The Even if you have a fairly light background, the menu bar is darkened yeah. and it just, it, eh, it's, yeah. it, it's really not. You're not going to care. You're not going to. Um, and the, the trade off for the tiny bezels, I think, is absolutely worth it. It's, it's Do you notice that for sure? Very, yes, um, very nice. It makes the screen a little bit bigger. It's uh, And it feels bigger, even like more than the. What is it? 0.6 inches. So I went from a thirteen point three. It's only point three. This, I mean, in the in the air, it's twelve. It goes from thirteen point three to thirteen point six inches, and it's. I mean, that's totally. You you think? Oh, you're not even going to notice that. It does feel a little bigger. Part of that is just having thinner bezels that makes it feel like the laptop's not encroaching in so much. But part of it is, yeah, that does make a little bit of a difference when you're holding something. You know, fourteen inches from your face or whatever. I when I got mine, I went from so I, I had the thirteen inch Pro, which was this is thirteen point three like the old Air, mm-hmm. and I went to the fourteen, and yeah, it's a big difference, and the, the bezels are a big part of that. Like it just feels more immersive. Yeah, and, uh, it just feels like a like a much larger space. It, that you're it feels nicer now. Unlike the MacBook Pros, the MacBook Air does not have an HDR display, and it does not have ProMotion. It it gets brighter than the old Air. 500 nits in it. And if you crank it, it, you can notice the difference. Um, so if you're the kind of person who uses your laptop outside a lot, you'd appreciate that. But for most people, you won't notice that. You won't care. Everything else is the same. True tone, P3 color gamut, yada, yada, you know. Yeah, it's slightly more because it has that liquid now. So it's slightly more colors, I guess. It was a million before. Now it's like a billion. I don't think anyone's, anyone's eyes actually can see that. Uh, no, that's – I mean the liquid thing is just means they – it has the rounded corners and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's like on the specs, it says like the old one had a million colors and this one has a billion colors. Like I don't know, like what the difference is there. Maybe, may, maybe I'm, I'm I'm confusing it with something else. Yeah, I think you are because they're both the um, DCI P3 color gamut and all that stuff. Like there's maybe if you had an older enough MacBook or something, but they just they just call it wide color. And it's wide P3 color and it's, you know. Now the Pro does, the Pro says a billion because it supports HDR and it's, you know, yeah. 10 bit color and everything. So that one probably does say a billion colors. It really does look the same except with the shape stuff is different, but the color science and contrast and stuff like that doesn't look significantly different. And there's no ProMotion, there's no HDR. It would have been nice at this price range because it did get a bit more expensive to have anything like that, any of those things. It, it's, it is a little disappointing that there's just no 
display anything <laughs> like high frame rate promotion yeah, I mean, anything it, it would be hard to justify like if apple gave that to the air then like like the pro needs something well it has a much faster processor and more ports and a bigger yeah, battery yeah, sure. and the yeah, you know all these things even with the MacBook Air's price increase, it's still what eight eight hundred bucks between that and the fourteen inch Pro. Yeah, so they, like they got to save some of those features for that, right? But it's got a twice the processor. So, speaking of processor, oh, before we get to processor, let me just go. We're talking about the display, and there was the notch, and in the notch is a 1080p webcam. The older webcam was 720p. I regret to inform you that it is still not great. I, for one, am shocked. Um, (laughs) just like the macbook pro updates like yeah it says 1080p and the old one was 720p their image processing keeps getting better but it's not really very different between the m1 and the m2 and you're not going to see any difference like i i had my window open and i took some comparison shots and i had to look at the file names and stuff to figure out which one (laughs) Which one was the new air? Which one was the old air? Even though one's got a the higher resolution stuff, because they're just so grainy and the color's it, bad. Uh. It remains one of life's mysteries why the Mac webcams are so bad when they make them. They're so good on the iPhone. Yeah, I mean a lot of yeah, even the front facing camera on an iPhone is really good, but like. And it's thicker, and that lets them do other stuff. But it's still it's still sensor and and lens stuff that they could do better. And there are a lot of PC laptops that have terrible webcams too. But there are also ones that have better than this, and and it should be better than this. And, and you can make the screen the depth of the screen a little bit more. Like no one's going to care if they went two millimeters more to fit a gray camera in there. Like okay, yeah. who cares? Right. <laughs> It, it and then it's funny the screens the lid part the screen part is slightly thicker than it used to be on the air okay. like the because I think it tapered a little bit and stuff I don't know I feel like they they could do more here their solution is to make you buy an iPhone <laughs> there's so is, I mean that's a cool feature yeah so continuity camera, camera actually continuity camera is a thing that exists continuity camera is getting a new feature in macOS Ventura and iOS 16 this fall where in any application that uses the standard webcam controls, you can just go to camera, pick your iPhone if it's nearby, and it will like use your iPhone as your webcam. And it looks amazing, and it works great. It uses the rear cameras of your iPhone, but it's they're fantastic. Apple should just like give away plastic clips to hold your iPhone on your Mac because <laughs> it's, the, it's so much better than the Mac webcams in every way. Yeah, so once again, disappointing. It's it's functional. It's not like, oh my God, nobody could ever use this. But you need way bright light to have it look good. And even like fairly good indoor like lighting. It just, ugh, I, I do not like it. My old Logitech C920 from like 12 years ago is yeah, that's, still, that's what I used still to, yeah. better than all these things. I mean, I know it's a standalone webcam, but it's like 12 or 14 years old. And, you know, as good as continuity, continuity camera is, mm-hmm. it's still it's a workaround. It For is. One, you're taking your iPhone out of your hand, so you can't use it. Right. And you got to set it up and put it in the stand and do that whole thing. And it's, you know. Yeah. No, it's not great. 
it's just it's it's so baffling to me that they can't put a, a good camera, even the studio display, which is crazy thick. Yeah, there's more than enough thickness there to put a, a, a 13 Pro Max uh, ultra wide camera in that thing. Yeah, or the iMac or anything, or just yeah, um, it does not. So, so strange. This webcam does not have center stage. Uh, right, there's that, too. which is something. And and this spine. is what we're going to get now for what. Three to five. I don't. Yeah, who knows how long they're going to do this? Everyone was speculating that like the notch is way bigger than it needs to be for this webcam, and I think it's about proportions and, and everything, having it sort of proportionately look like the iPhone and everything else. But there's plenty of room in there for them to to throw a true depth module in there and a Face ID and all this other good stuff if they can get the thickness to where it needs to be to do that. And maybe that's part of it. Like they can make the lid thicker but still keep these displays and they have room for the future to do face ID if they want their camera. I'd love to see that. It seems as though it's an inevitability. I would, I would say, but <laughs> I thought they'd do it when, now. When, when we saw notches, we were like, yay, face. ID. No, it's yeah, no face. ID. For sure. And like, as you say, the, the notches, you know, even though it's not distracting, it's still, it's pretty big. You know, there's, there's room. way more room than they need right now for that single camera. Absolutely. So yeah, there's that, and it that's I should I guess we should just say don't be surprised. It's 1080p, but you you won't care or notice because it's not it's the, with the amount of grain and noise and stuff you get. It's not like resolution was the problem here. It's, it's clarity and yeah, and it's it's you know it, it, post pandemic or you know not quite post but mm-hmm. nearing the end of the pandemic. Like we're do this is a thing we do now. It's sticking around. Yes, web, web video conferencing, whatever you want to call it. Like people are buying MacBooks for that reason, yeah. And you know they gotta now buy another thing, or, or set up another thing, right? Or get a clip for their phone or whatever. All these things. Yep, yep, yep. And continuity camera requires at the very minimum an iPhone 10R. But then mm-hmm. if you want to use, is it called desktop view? Where continuity camera shows the split view of your desktop and you yeah, it splits and has split a view view of the I don't remember, but it's a view of your desktop and a view of you as two separate cameras. That re- that requires the ultra wide, so any camera with an ultra wide. So an iPhone twelve or later, and then if you want to use the the light, the flash, what is that called? I can't remember these features. There is a feature where you can set it. So that it uses the iPhone flash as a light. Mm-hmm. And I think that requires an iPhone 11. Yeah. So if you have an older iPhone, you may not be able to use all the features. Yeah. Although, frankly, I mean, remember, none of this comes out till the OSs are released this fall. Most people, I mean, we're going to be talking by that point by like four-year-old iPhones and stuff. Get most of this stuff. I mean, obviously. But if you have an iPhone SE. Yeah, true. iPhone SE, you're just going to be. It's still going to look better than the. Just as a straight up webcam, though, it's still going to look better than the webcam on your Mac. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where there's there's going to be a good market for cheap clips to clip your iPhone up to where your thing goes. You don't have to. You can you can freely move it around while you use the camera thing. But anyway, that's that. The keyboard and trackpad are the same. That you love, like, you know, now that they got rid of the butterfly keyboard, it's good. The keyboard's uh, function row keys have gone up to the full height keys that you find on the Pro. Um, so the half height keys that they used to have on the, the Air 
that's not a huge deal. It makes the touch ID button much bigger and that's good. But that's a kind of it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. Well, <laughs> You're going to feel well, at home with don't, that. Uh, don't break it again. Don't break it again. <laughs> fix it and then just don't unbreak, don't break it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 somewhat uh, unheralded, but the the MacBook keyboards are, are great right now. Like they're yeah. so much better than they were. They're they're fantastic. They're back they're back to being great again. They're back to being great. Yeah. It's not exciting to say there's just not a lot of surprises. I guess has good and bad to it. How many ports are on this one? You two, mentioned the MagSafe and then you get two MagSafe and then two USB four Thunderbolt ports that are you know, and you can charge with them. They're just like the ones on the M1 Air and the the new M2 MacBook Pro, the thir- upgraded 13 inch MacBook Pro speakers. Speakers got an upgrade, and they do sound better. There's like four speakers now. The mics is still the same three mic array. It didn't sound any different to me, but the speakers do sound better for for a laptop this sort of thin. It, it sounds surprisingly good. <laughs> you know. Um, and there's no more uh, visible speaker grills. There are no speaker grills. It's all coming out through the keyboard. So it's a little bit cleaner there. Still no fan. So it's silent, which is great. And that sort of, sort of segues us into performance where the M2, we saw what the M2's performance was like with the upgraded MacBook Pro, the thir- old 13-inch MacBook Pro that got the M2 upgrade. Mm-hmm. And this is right in line with that. This is exactly... If it's a short benchmark like Geekbench, the scores are pretty much the same. Margin of error, you know. If it's a long benchmark where things get hot, the Pro is maybe five percent faster or something, you know. It because of the fan keeps the speeds up a little better. You're not really going to notice the difference. the The only thing you'll notice is the air, like the old air. The entry level SKU has fewer GPU cores. And the old air. They went from eight down to seven in the new air that the M2 air, the entry level is eight GPU cores instead of 10. So you'll, you'll see a 20% reduction in graphics performance. If you get that entry level model, CPUs are still the same. The neural engine is the same. The image processor is the same. The memory bandwidth is the same. All those things are still the same. Still an upgrade over the previous entry level M1 Air, which had seven. Now it's eight, so it's it's so, yeah, and it's got more memory bandwidth and stuff like that. So you right. even even above that, it's a little right. bit faster. So it's 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 a pretty good entry level, you know. Yeah, it's okay. I would recommend not getting the entry level, but not for that, but because it's, it comes with a 256 gig SSD, just like on the M2 MacBook Pro. That is a single st- uh, chip instead of two. And throughput, like the read and write speeds are up to half, you know, of what they were are on the 512 and above models. Plus, you're buying a laptop for the next few years, 256 gigs, just kind of not enough. Not enough. <laughs> like for a lot of people, you're going to run out of space anyway. So we, we don't really recommend buying 256 gigs anyway. Uh, but in this case, you get kind of half the storage performance and... That's kind of a bummer. So between that, fewer two fewer GPU cores, and just not being enough space, go for the fourteen ninety nine model. And you get a bigger, a better um, charger. Am I wrong about that? You get yeah, that's true. The entry level model has a single port thirty watt charger. The the, the old one. The, the yeah, essentially the old one. Then if you and you can opt to if you want, spring a few bucks more and get the 
dual charger. The, the, all the other models come with a new compact dual charger, which is 35 watt USB C charger that is smaller. Um, the ports point downward, so it's not sticking out of the wall and you get two USB C ports. And with that, I got uh, about 10% of charge back every 10 minutes going like literally 10% every 10 minutes going from dead to 60%. And then I said, okay, I get what's going on here. I'm going to stop watching this. Uh, it does support fast charging with the MagSafe. If you have a high wattage USB-C charger, I have Apple's 61 watt USB-C charger from a previous MacBook Pro. It went from 25% to 72% in half an hour. They say 50% in half an hour, which is not the craziest, fastest chargers you've ever seen, but it's definitely faster than old MacBook Air. And it's about what you, what you want, what you need. Yeah, I mean, what you really want is when you're, you know, at the airport gate and it's, you know, you have 20 minutes to charge before they board your plane and you have to pack everything up. You want to get an, enough juice to last you the flight. And it will. Battery life is great. Um, Apple said... 18 hours of video playback. You know, we don't use the exact, I don't, they don't even say what video they use. They just say video playback and the downloaded video playback in the TV app, which is what we do. And then we do it at 150 nits screen brightness. I got 17 and a half hours, which is pretty good when you consider like specs are never always a little higher than reality from everyone, from every brand. Every brand makes like their best possible claim. Uh, more than we got with the M1 MacBook Air, which is the other point of comparison, a little bit over an hour more. And just outside of the artificial video rundown test that really doesn't test real battery life in a meaningful way, just using it. Just it's if you've used one of these new MacBook Airs or MacBook Pros, you're familiar with the experience of I've unplugged it and it says 100%, and I'm not plugged in. And I work for 20 minutes and I look up and it still says hundred percent like that weird thing of like, but it ha- is it working? It hasn't changed. I've been, I've been using it for like 30 minutes now and it hasn't changed that you, you still totally get that. It still totally goes all day. I, I used it all day unplugged doing actual real work, you know, with a million browser tabs open and five apps and all this other stuff. And easily went more than 12 hours it still had 20 percent or something left when i went to plug it in it's battery life is killer it's definitely all day all day and then so yeah i mean you know, i have the 14 inch pro and coming from the 13 inch pro it's it's even better than that like it's just it's, it's oh, yeah. very good yeah it's the battery like i never ever have to worry about it like i can keep it unplugged over like a weekend when i'm doing limited work I just leave it in my living room for all weekend, and I pick it up. Yeah, just pick it up, use it for a couple hours. Yeah, a couple, like but hours, close it. Yeah, it's 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 great. Sleep mode is so efficient now in these things that it's you you lose like five percent a day. <laughs> in yeah, sleep yeah. mode. My, my my old my old old thirteen inch Intel. Right. Pro. I mean, forget it. I was lucky if I got through like lunchtime with that yeah. thing without it worrying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it, they've the M1, M2, Apple Silicon has just really killed it with battery life. It's awesome. Yep. It had gotten better in the later, the latest uh, Intel chips, but still, it's it's a next. This is the next step. Yeah. I mean, having a, a two point seven pound laptop that delivers this sort of performance right. and this sort of battery life. 
is really pretty great. Like it's, it's, I think for most people, this is the Mac you need. Like you, there's really not a lot of reason to spend more on a MacBook Pro unless you're like, yeah, well, I edited 4K video all day. Or I, I have these big coding projects that take an hour to compile. Like if that's you. If that's what you do every day on a, on a computer, then that's your, your MacBook Pro person. Most of the rest of us are using like, we got 10 browser tabs open. We're doing some light photo editing. We're doing, you know, maybe we'll edit a home movies every now and then. We've got email open. We've got some messaging app or something. If that's what you want to do, this is almost overkill. It's, it clearly is fast enough to just blaze through any of that kind of stuff and is 2.7 pounds and the battery lasts all day, like all day. So yeah, this is, this is what, this is the one you want. Unless you just got to have that HDR screen, you got to have that really heavy lifting performance of a pro. I mean, honestly, if the MacBook Air was out when I bought this Pro, so I got it for, I got it on sale, so I got it for 1800 mm-hmm. the 14-inch, the base model. I would have absolutely considered and probably gone with the 1200 or the, the 1500 The 1500 yeah. I would think. I mean, listen, I love this Pro. I wouldn't give it up now. The screen's great. I like all the ports. Mm-hmm. So there are advantages over the air. You know, for a couple hundred bucks that I'm saving, I, it would be really hard to convince me not to get that air. Yep. The only thing I would tell people to, to pay attention to is one, the 256 gig model, which we previously talked about. Two, it starts at eight gigs. Eight gigs is really good on Apple Silicon. It's, it's a lot better than it was on the Intel ones, but you can't upgrade it or anything. And if you're going to keep this for a long time, you may want to pay Apple's exorbitant $200 to go from eight to 16 gigs. It's, it's cost more than it should, but. The, the pro starts at 16 so like that 200 dollars is kind of baked into that already yep. true true so yeah that's that's part of that but yeah i agree 16 at minimum if you can afford 24 i don't i don't know why you need 24 i honestly don't i feel like that's a waste of money i think you should i think you'd be happier with more storage than that for for what these for what an air is for you know as compared to the stuff that people are supposed to use pros for Mike, Mike's got a MacBook Pro and he's getting IA writer all the time or Slack. <laughs> <laughs> CPU 95% idle all the time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow these personal attacks. <laughs> <laughs> so the Air is the MacBook for everyone. The Pro is for the more demanding users. And the 13-inch MacBook Pro is for people who really want the touch bar. Just That's got to be it. You just... They're willing to give up like MagSafe and a better screen and all this other stuff to have that touch bar. <laughs> and that's and, what it and is. A, an ever so slight performance boost in some tasks. <laughs> yes. And it really is that. It's it's slight and in some tasks it shows up on a benchmark bar. It is not something you'll know, actually notice in the real world. We talked about the 13-inch MacBook Pro last podcast, so we don't have to dive too deep into it. But now that we know about this new MacBook Air, one of the things we harped about that 13-inch MacBook Pro is the design of it. And the odd thing is, if you think about it now, if they did redesign it to fit Apple's current design uh, scheme, it would be the MacBook Air. It kind of would be. You know what I mean? It'd be the MacBook Air with some vent ports, you know? Right. Which, why would you do that? It would be any difference. Yeah. So, why even put out that laptop? 
So. Exactly. And they shouldn't. And for what the price difference is going from the Air to the Pro, now that the Air is more expensive, you know, there's a large leap in the entry level models, but you can just get the 1499 Air with more GPU, bigger storage, and so on. That seems like the appropriate jump in price when you get HDR and ProMotion display, more ports, SD card slot, you know, bigger battery, and at minimum, an M1 Pro with the option for an M1 Max, you know, if you want more performance. Yeah. That seems like like an appropriate amount of upgrade for the several hundred dollars. So yeah, the idea, once again, we'll just, now that we have the MacBook Air, we can confirm that the M2 MacBook Pro should not exist. <laughs> you should have let it go. Or discount the M1 and just blow them out. Like, I just don't know. Yeah, they could have gotten rid of existing stock for sure. Yeah. Or cut the price to a thousand and get rid of the M1 Air. I, I'm okay with that maybe. I just don't know why. Oh, yeah, we should mention that. Yeah, if you, the, the, the old style Air is still available for $999 uh, with an M1. And it's the old air, the old body, it's the old screen, it's the old all that stuff. And I, I guess you would ask, should you pay $200 more for the entry-level new air, the M2 air, versus the M1 air at $999? And I would say, well, that that's where it gets tough. It gets tough because that entry-level air has slower storage performance. And the difference between an M1 and an M2 performance wise it's i mean it's there it's a notice it's a it's a difference you'll see on every benchmark chart but day-to-day use what you use an entry-level macbook air for like you're getting the the bottom rung laptop apple cells you're not going to notice like a massive performance difference it's not going to suddenly make your email app and everything just like run really fast it's already more than you need for any of that so yeah it's it's a good question the the main thing that seems much better about it is the display that the display not having those big bezels and stuff. The webcam is not a, <laughs> an upgrade really. Uh, yeah, it, that's that 999 M1 MacBook Air is not necessarily a bad deal now that the entry level M2 is 200 bucks more. And you'll see deals, you know, 850. Yeah, I have to wonder if that's only going to be around for about six months before Apple basically just gets rid of all their stock of you know, already machined unibody enclosures and all that stuff. Like that seems like something that will quietly disappear within the next half a year or so. Jason has his full review up on macworld.com. Be sure to visit our website and take a look at the review. He has all the details on the new MacBook Air. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 800. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify, on Apple Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.